Masks, snow, you won the giveaway from last week. Comic fam, enjoy your trending comics list. Another week, another list of the trending comic books in the comic book marketplace with an Overstreet Price Guide advisor hyphen. I am fantastic, Tommy. You know what? By the time everyone sees this video on Saturday, you are going to be on the floor at Torpedo Comics. That's right, Torpedo Comics. Bravo! They're bringing the heat with so many amazing creators this very weekend. I'm going to be there. So if you see me on the con floor, come say hi. I'm going to bring some comics for the comic fam. Dude, Frank Miller's going to be there. Donnie Cates is going to be there. Tim Vigil's going to be there. It's going to be a really great lineup. You know what? I hope you and the guru have a ton of fun. Butch is jealous. Hit that subscribe. Slap that like button. Let's get into this list at number 10. But don't forget to stay tuned to the end of the video because we've got a giveaway on deck. At number 10, we got some Red X goodness. We're talking Future State Teen Titans issue number two, The Variant. This cover B by Dustin Nguyen featured Red X. And immediately in February when this came out, this book was hitting $15. As recently... As last month, you could get a CGC 9.8 for only $30. Well, right now, it's back to $15 raw, but we are seeing highs of $80 for a CGC 9.8. Why the recent price hike? Why the recent uptick in sales? We're talking about a 483% increase in copies sold in seven days. This comic book cover was an instant Red X classic, but I suspect it's because of how good the Suicide Squad current run is. Issue four largely focused on a narrative where Red X gets captured by the Suicide Squad and he takes them out. He not only takes them out, he takes out Peacemaker and outsmarts Amanda Waller. Issue five, we see a modern retelling of the origin of Bloodsport. I'm not a big Suicide Squad fan, but this run has got me hyped for a movie that I didn't even knew I wanted to see so much until now. And I think the comic fam is now retroactively trying to collect a book that came out in February. But as of right now, everyone wants to know, who is Red X? Who's Red well, X? we're not going to find out in this issue, because when they went to remove his mask, it was booby-trapped, and all of them got electrocuted. I mean, this dude's just like Batman. Are they leaving breadcrumbs for... Another reveal? You tell us, comic fam. I bet it's Tim Drake, but I digress. Because we got to stop and talk about Giant Size X... No. Giant Size Avengers number two? Number nine on the list. This is a fun one. $45 average sale and $358 for a CGC 9.4. But that was back in May. Now, we don't see a lot of Giant Size that we talk about. There were a ton of them released, but the only one that people really care about is giant size x-men number one so why are we talking about the avengers this week probably because it's a triple key this comic book is a continuation from avengers 129 a classic kang appearance and cover in itself but this giant size book has two stories in it the first is the aforementioned kang story where we also see hawkeye joining the avengers amazing but we also see the death of the swordsman which is pretty sad. I mean, sleep well, Avenger, rest in peace. These issues are sandwiched together because of one reason, Kang. It's a Kang narrative. Kang is looking to start World War III, and he's looking for the Celestial Madonna. And in this book, there is a full-page spread making it worth owning alone for that reason. We find out that Mantis is the Celestial Madonna. What is that second issue, however, because we're bringing Ramatut in the mix. We get to see 
the origin of Rama Tut, which is a reprinting of Fantastic Four number 19. That's right. They decided that after a Kang narrative, why not give the reader some more Kang goodness to enjoy? Kang, 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 as you said on the last <laughs> show, Russ. And there's a lot of spec happening, but not for the same reasons as we see most keys spiking for. My point being, taking a look at other books that don't necessarily have a key moment, but maybe a cool cover or a cool Kang feature. Members are after anything Kang. Point in case, take a look at this terribly called title, Seasons Beatings, issue number one. It's a classic Kang cover done by the very talented Marco Dejevic. You know him from Ultimate Fallout 4. This comic book is spiking and you need to see where it landed because it made the trending 20. The larger list that is where we comprise our 10 comics from, and we're talking Key Collector Comics, the best comic app in the existence. Use Kotam 101, support what we do, but get access to a wealth of knowledge. Organize your comic books, price your comic books, and keep up with the market. But wait, we got to talk about Tokyo Ghost, issue number one at number eight. Number eight on the list, a book that we have talked about before, but we have new news on Tokyo Ghost number one. We're talking $25 average sales with a $300 CGC 9.8 high back in May. This book dropped a little bit. We're looking at a recent 9.8 hitting $185 in July. I'll remind the community about the March announcement, the key alert that went live. Carrie Fukunaga, the director, was attached, and we're finding out that the writer Rick Remender has completed the second draft of the script that's now reminded everybody that this title is going somewhere, specifically to the damn screen. 200% increase in copies sold of this neo-futuristic journey of constables who go from a very tech-heavy society to the last remaining country that tech has not infiltrated. They are going to Tokyo. The backgrounds on this are so lush. You can see that there are very few words in these panels, but it is so beautiful. You can drink in every bit of it and just enjoy this whole book. Sean Gordon Murphy, man, artwork that's absolutely exquisite. We have 10 issues that's worth every member's attention, not just for speculation reasons, but because the read is so damn good. You get lost in those pages. We have another exclusive that everyone needs to consider. We have a 2015 black and white convention exclusive hitting $175 average sales. Being listed for much more, but I suspect that if you save this to your eBay save search, hit that heart, you may get lucky. Now, at the list, at number seven, we got some James Tyning goodness. We're talking not nice house on the lake. No, no, no. We're not talking about house of slaughter. No, that's not even out yet. We're talking about house of mystery. What? Number seven on the list, House of Mystery number 290. Why on earth would James Tynan be doing something with another person's house? I'm not quite certain, although it may have something to do with something killing the superheroes first appearance of i vampire this is actually a key that i believe has been very underrated for a long time and the fact that we know that james is going to be doing something story-wise and turning many of our dc favorites into blood-sucking vampires we are seeing this book selling for an 80 dollars average sale and 600 for a cdc 9.8 this is a 750 percent increase in copies sold over last week this is just one of those books that a lot of the diehard horror people like it a lot of the vampires 
vampire fans like it, but not many people were in on this book. Well, we do have the first appearance of Mary, Queen of Blood. That's right. This is a narrative in DC Comics that's essentially their version of Blade, but that didn't really take off. It was a backup story that, yes, it started with issue 290, 10 to 12 pages of story that would span across 20 to 22 issues, ending at 319, two issues prior to the House of Mystery run getting canceled. For those of you who are fans of iVampire, there is a lot of good stuff in this run, but you also have to consider that there is a single Brave and the Bold appearance where he gets to hang out with Batman. Is there going to be any foreshadowing to his new Batman crossover? I'm not quite certain, but that's a book to look for. Brave and the Bold 195 is what you're talking about. The only time that Andrew Bennett, also known as iVampire, was like brought out of his run and thrown into another DC comic line, but it was short-lived. Yes, they got a new 52 run and made some other appearances, but largely most people don't know this character. But if James Tynan is involved, it's going to be good. Number six on the list. All new Marvel now, point one. Number one, this is the first full appearance of Kamala Khan. And I have always kind of had issue with that strangely placed exclamation mark in the middle of the title. But first full appearance of Kamala Khan as Ms. Marvel in an interior story. This is a book that a lot of people have kind of slept on. But $350 average sales right now. $1,600 sale for a CGC 9.8 in July. But just a few months ago, we saw them as high as $2,000. We had a pretty modest order amount from retailers of 33,000 copies. We also have Aman Valeni, who is slated to take on the role of Kamala Khan. And as of this last week, announcement, Kevin Feige confirming with a teaser that we're going to be seeing Kamala Khan hit Disney Plus by the end of the year. Yes, she is coming in 2021. Considering this 33-ish thousand copies ordered, that means that the second print a lot of people got their first print copy, so they didn't order heavily on the second, which is why we're seeing crazy prices for that blue-footed variant. That's right. The footer is the bottom banner. And the Marvel Point Now, issue number one, second print, is seeing a 9.6 sale at over $1,000. 317% increase in copies sold this week, and I believe that second print is going to creep much, much higher when people realize that it is 3% of the print run of the first one. Comic fam, if you want to support what we do for you, we've been here three years straight, not missing a week. You can join the mystery mail call. Hit the link in the description or go to ComicTom101.com and join because we're going to be sending out every single member an homage to one of the most classic golden age comic books to have ever been created by the legend Matt Baker. Phantom Lady 17, good girl cover, bondage cover featured in the seduction of the innocent. We're talking a homage done by the legendary Davey Go on Betty Page, issue number three. Three different versions of this incredible variant cover going out at random to the comic fam. Make sure you sign up. Link in the description down below. And we're talking about War Machine at number five. And I think that this book right here is worse than the Hulk 180, Hulk 181 conundrum. Tom and I were talking about this, and yeah, this is actually a bit of controversy when you're talking about number five on the list, Iron Man 282, which is the first appearance of War Machine, right? But it's actually Tony Stark in the War Machine armor. On the cover. On the cover. Now, you actually get to see the War Machine armor in 281. And James Rhodey Rhodes doesn't actually put on the armor until... 
284. So why do we like this book? Is it just because it says War Machine on the cover? It, probably. But here's the thing. He doesn't take on the mantle of War Machine. He doesn't like take on that nickname until West Coast Avengers issue number 94. When you think of War Machine, do you think of Tony Stark? No, absolutely not. And the comic fam doesn't either. But that doesn't matter right now because we are seeing $125 raw sales and $800 for a CGC 9.8 on this book this week. $800 for a CGC 9.8 of this book. For armor that appeared in the prior issue. For a character who's donning the issue... That's been around forever and that is not known to be War Machine. War Machine not even being utilized as a term inside the book. 800 bucks when 284 hits $200? It makes no sense. Argue with me, comic fan, because I really don't think this book is worth 800 bucks. That price made two sales back in May. And you know what? CGC doesn't even denote that Rhodey is in the suit. The CGC label only says death of Tony Stark. 110% increase in copies sold after last week's reveal that Don Cheadle was about to start meetings about the show. Like it's happening eventually, but we're pretty far out. Tom, that is exactly how specific we can be on some of this information. And I love it when we're just following the breadcrumbs until eventually we get a payoff of something big and juicy. You mean like a million dollar debut? We're talking at the list at number four. Detective Comics 359, the first appearance of Batgirl, Barbara Gordon. Silver Age goodness here. 5.2 thousand average sale, but you have to take into consideration that that's because you have to look at some high-grade ones and some low-grade ones. There was a CGC 2.5 that went in June for only $478, and a September sale in 2020, last year, 9.4 for $9,700. I have a very strong feeling we're going to see both of those records shattered really soon. Well, Leslie Grace announced slated to take on the role of Batgirl for HBO Max. We were chatting about this like three years ago. Oh, there's going to be a movie. Ah, it's going to be a show. Maybe CW. Ah, something happened with Joss Whedon. Well, now we know where Batgirl is headed. Barbara Gordon seeing an uptick in copies sold of 600% this week. That's a <sighs> giant number for a mega grail. I was at the Puyallup Con three weeks ago with cash in my pocket. I was looking at one of these, and I decided not to pull no. the trigger, and I regret it now. Buyers regret. It's extreme, just like the Sorcerer Supreme. We're looking at number three on the list. Doctor Strange and the Sorcerer Supreme, issue number one. First appearance of Kashala, but also the first appearance of Nina the Conjurer, seeing $20 average sales and a high sale for a CGC 9.8 of $300. We actually were covering this book just months ago because of Kashala back during the Marvel's indigenous voices spec that was happening. A lot of people have high hopes that she's going to take on the role much larger than what she's done in the comics thus far. But this comic is now spiking because of Nina the Conjurer. And I've been watching this book on eBay for months since our last coverage, waiting for prices to drop below 300 and it really hasn't. There is some spec potential here and a $20 buy-in has me watching it. 
511% increase in copies sold this week when we found out that Nina the Conjurer is going to be featured in Marvel's Voices Latin Celebration issue. We know that she is the 1950s Sorcerer Supreme, and she's going to return in a story by writer Juan Ponce. She will battle a raging nature spirit. Not even an artist listed for this story yet. However, I'm going to bring it back to Kashala because we have her solo series debuting in a couple weeks. Keep an eye out for this on the shelf. I have good feelings about it. We have Spirits of Vengeance, Spirit Rider issue number one. The Sorcerer Supreme, a spirit of vengeance, and the savior of Johnny Blaze's soul is coming. And we've also teamed up with a homie in the community to do an awesome giveaway. We have the Virgin and trade dress set three winners to someone who goes over to instagram follows and comments so tom i know ashley witter from dr afra and this cover is incredible but who did this variant random stacks over on instagram peep the post comment and follow him this is a store owner from when I was a kid and he's back in the comic game and some members will know a little bit about my past back in the day when I grew up in the back of a comic book store my dad got a job and worked there and the store owner was a guy named Jeff he got out of comics sold a collection to my dad which started all the comic stuff in my life well Jeff is back in the comic game and this is his first exclusive so you know I got to help out someone who was pivotal in my comic book love as a child that is such an incredible story you know what guys you got to go give him a follow over on instagram for a chance to win this giveaway and now at the list at number two we got more kang goodness to discuss but a repeat offender avengers issue number two from 2017 that alex ross cover man we were just talking about how kang appearances regardless of if they're keys or not are now starting to become valuable because members are hunting for memorabilia something that's going to get them excited about what's going to be the next major marvel villain and covers appearances moments are all starting to matter more and more which is why we're seeing an increase of copies sold of 190 percent and an uptick in price to 25 dollars but no CGC 9.8s yet because they're all being graded. This book just came on Spec Radar a couple weeks ago. The last 9.8 sale that we reported on was only $50, and that's still the height. Last time we talked about this book, it was only $5. So the fact that it's up five times, people are getting on the Kang train. Alex Ross cover. If you don't know which Kang to get, get all of them. But it's kind of like the Djurjevic one that we mentioned a little bit earlier, Seasons Beatings. People are just getting anything with Kang on it. Another book that I think is flying under the radar is a book that came out in 2008 called Avengers Classic number eight. It is a reprint of the Jack Kirby. It is actually a run of one through 12, which was Avengers one through 12. This has an incredible cover by Art Adams featuring Kang right in the middle, and it is a reprint of number eight. So if you want to get the first appearance of Kang in a very, very affordable copy, go get that book. And a dope cover to boot. At the list of number one, hit the like and subscribe button. We have James Tynan the fourth spiking a comic book that he didn't even write. We have Basilisk, issue number one by Boom Studios, the second print. $30 average sales for this brand new book. And you know what? I'm going to start calling him the puppet master because he's pulling these strings and everything is starting to spike. Why would Basilisk, which is a fantastic story and a great read, but this is a second print book, and all of a sudden, off to the races. Well, it's because we get the first sneak peek of the Enter the House of Slaughter free comic book day book. 
Okay, okay. So James Tynion the Fourth did write a portion of this comic book, so I digress. However, House of Slaughter is on its way. Free comic book day edition is coming soon. Leave some copies for readers. Boom Studios, Ross Ritchie already announced that there's going to be a key moment in this comic that's going to have a lot of people hunting for it. But Free Comic Book Day is about getting comic books to people who want to get into comic books. So leave some for other individuals. There's also a slew of variants that were already released. A lot of gorgeous looking ones, but one in particular is the Nice House on the Lake homage. It is stunning, incredible. Jenny Frizen's getting involved because she does everything that's dope that Boom Studios is doing. Let's actually reverse this and give some love to this comic book that actually made the list because Basilisk by Cullen Bunn is fantastic. We have Danny Luckert who is absolutely slaying it with the visuals. His ability to draw emotions on faces has literally got me scared while reading it. Cullen Bunn is such a fantastic horror author. I loved Bone Parish. He does an, an incredible job with so many of these books, and I have a very strong feeling that Basilisk is just going to be another one he hits out of the park. We have Chimeras with superpowers, cult vibes, as well as a lot of violence. You got to check out this comic book. And, as always, peak responsibly. Enough said. Comic fan, we got two other videos for you to check out right there and right there. Whichever one you want, I don't care. I made them for you. I'll let you decide. No hard feelings. I'll be a little disappointed if you don't choose one of the ones I want you to watch, but I'm not going to tell you which one it is. Just watch them, get back to me, and then I'll tell you. Have a great week.